You are listening to T Mac and Cookie Monster on the Radiant Culture Podcast. Podcast. Engaging an exciting conversation on life, God, and pop culture every week on the Radiant Culture Podcast. All right, it's nice to have everybody back. Uh, Today we're going to be carrying on with the same topic that we had last week. And you know how juicy the discussion was. Uh, we have our guests again today and we're going to be continuing. So, yeah, amazing times. Keep it locked on the Radiant Culture Podcast. Podcast. Coming up next. Engaging an exciting conversation on life, God and pop culture. Get ready. Now, the discussion with whatever we're doing goes down to, is it benefiting you as a person? Yeah. Is it benefiting your faith? And the way I would say that is, is Christ being, you know, and I think the last time I came on the show, <laughs> is Christ being glorified yeah. in what you're doing? Yeah. And if Christ is being glorified, then there's, there's credence for whatever else. Mm. So I don't know if it's a spanner yet, but the gradual thing of, you know, we're, we're trying to find what will defile me, what won't. Mm. And you're operating in a world that's fallen. Yeah. And Jesus is going into Simon, you know, into Zacchaeus's house and in essence should have been defiled mm. beyond measure mm. because the Pharisees looked at him and said, wait a minute, dude, you're sitting with sinners. Mm. You let that woman touch you. Mm. You should be defiled beyond measure. Yeah. Yet he was found without sin. sin. And therein is a, a very powerful discussion around what was Jesus doing in the middle of sinners, <laughs> drinking, eating amongst them, hanging around with adulterous women. And yet when he comes out, what he's <laughs> it, it, that's what it is. I mean, hanging he's sitting around. with a woman <laughs> at the well at 12 yeah. in the afternoon and her reputation. And he asks her, where's your husband? And she says she doesn't have. Mm -hmm. So she was in an adulterous relationship. Mm -hmm. So in essence, probably cohabiting. Mm. And, and here's Jesus sitting with her. And so everyone pitches up and uh, it's, it's the most scandalous image <laughs> you have of Jesus. That woman touching her feet, you know, cleaning, using her hair to clean, you know, she, to clean his feet. All those are images of Jesus that are in the Bible that give us a challenge. What was he doing that caused him not to be defiled, yet he walked through the world. Mm. Whatever that is, uh -huh. is where our discussion will gradually go to. And, you know, whether it's entertainment, business, what was Jesus doing? What was his aim? What was the thing that was on his heart the most? I think we're also living in a world that's become very secularized. And uh, people seem to not want to believe in an objective moral standard anymore yeah. and it, so jesus is being taken out of the picture altogether mm. uh we don't believe in god and there's all the, you know post-modernism and all these movements that are there today which are influencing a lot of the entertainment and a lot of the thought processes that people have and so if you remove an objective moral standard if you remove the idea of god from the picture altogether then i determine what's right and wrong mm. right so so we're dealing with all of that kind of stuff now, how, how do we navigate that as Christians? Where on one end, we believe in Jesus. We believe that he is the ultimate truth, right? Yet on the flip side, we're consuming a lot of this stuff that is being produced by a worldview that says there is no God. So, yeah. hey, do, do, do what you want. Yeah. You 
I want to sleep with my sister, whatever. I want to marry my dog, whatever. You know what I mean? It's, yeah. yeah. So it's this kind of thing. So I guess my question is, I think it's important for us to understand what we're actually dealing with in terms of the moods and the yeah. the, yeah, the yeah, mindsets yeah. that are there. Yeah. And wh- where where do we place ourselves as Christians without becoming weirdos also? But maybe we shouldn't be so concerned about being yeah, weirdos. Yeah. Like, yeah. if it Jesus. means that Jesus. we just don't partake of certain things, if we just don't. Like, yeah. if it means you have to walk out of the cinema as soon as you see a booty, <laughs> 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 then leave. Like, yeah. who cares what people think, though? Like, yeah. who are you going to really minister to in the cinema? Yeah. Like, we can tell ourselves all sorts of things. Like, no, I'm there because I want to be a light in the darkness. <laughs> <laughs> no, you're not. Like, just so leave. Yeah, because yeah, I think we as Christians are so, like, sweet. Mm-hmm. We're so nice. And so kind. We're just like, no, it's okay, guys. Carry on becoming transgender. Carry on showing us those images on TV. We're cool. (laughs) And we never, ever, like, we've never been so radical ourselves. We're always Mm -hmm. so concerned with what will everyone else say, what will we look like to the world. That's true. Really, really, like, you you know, one of the things that you said was how do we navigate our way um, in this world that's doing all these crazy things. Mm-hmm. I think that we need to stop we need to stop and stop concerning, stop using the world as our frame of reference. Yeah. Because that's not the locus. The world is not the locus mm-hmm. where we should be focused. Um, Jesus is. So like, what would Jesus do? You know, and it's so far-fetched that, that question, what would Jesus do? Because it's like, Jesus would just do the right thing, but like, what's the right thing though? Because mm. you know, but we keep using the world as our frame of reference. Like we need to fit in. How do we navigate entertainment? How do we, you know, do all these things? But the world should not be our focal point. It should not be the locus where we start. It should be Christ. It should always be Christ first. Yeah. Like what would Jesus? And I think Jesus would do some pretty crazy things if mm-hmm. he. And we're supposed to be his, you know, hand on earth. So yeah. we should really be. Yeah, and you yeah. find ourselves in a bit of a <clears throat> conundrum because you can ask yourself, "What would Jesus do?" Right? Yeah. But to let's say I became a Christian last year, yeah. and now I'm trying to ask myself this question every time I want to go for a movie, for example, "What would Jesus do?" And you look to your Bible and you're like, "Well, you didn't have movies as a temptation. <laughs> he didn't have series. He didn't have the internet. He didn't have all of these things mm-hmm. in his world yeah. at that time." So. Yeah. How would I then answer that? I don't think it's difficult. Like the Bible really has answers to everything. Um, he said in Matthew 15 verse 19, I came so prepared. Um, he well said, um, <laughs> out of the heart came evil thoughts, murder, adultery, sexual immorality, theft, false testimony and slander. So like you, they may not be like a word for word replica of that thing. Mm you know, that Jesus would have gone through, but there's nothing new under the sun and he's addressed everything. Yeah. So that right there is the premise of Game of Thrones. Mm-hmm. You know, you know it. It's murder, mm-hmm. it's adultery, sexual immorality, <laughs> theft, false testimony, and slander. That's literally <laughs> the, whole list. the whole thing that it's based on, right? Yeah. So you then well, that's gotta... just like episode one. You get the so, you know, there's nothing new. I think he's addressed everything. I think, you know, we can't, we can no longer say he didn't smoke in that day or he didn't have the same temptations that we do because he's addressed everything. But I think also we we take for granted how history repeats itself. Yeah. Um, and 
and a lot of what happened in the Roman Empire, for Paul to write 1 Corinthians 6, to say sin, what you are committing is even shocking to the world, the mm. you know society, and you look at Roman society at the time would have been very immoral. Yeah. Like to points where what you have now, all these sexual orgies, it's a, it's a it's a Roman concept in a, in and of itself. Meeting up and just swing. I mean, I mean the term whatever it is, those orgies and just going wild, it's the same thing the Romans did. So when Paul is preaching to the Corinthians. This is the context he's preaching into, so it doesn't have it's it's not as widespread because it's not www dot you know uh, I like this dot com, <laughs> mm-hmm. but in that locality it's just as bad as we would have it now. It's just that what we have now is it's scaled. It's now spread globally, yeah. whereas then it would have been a city. So something our um, I'm just thinking about is when we look at certain, you know, so I digress a bit for, for, for good reason. And when we're talking about what would Jesus do <coughs> is when you look at a character like Daniel, so often we think of Daniel only as a prophet. Mm-hmm. Um, yet if you really read the text, you find that he was really also a very good politician. Yeah, mm-hmm. um, Very good politician. Uh, and it's, it's, I think at some point, uh, when there was a change in empires, it says the the, em- the emperor who came in looked at him and he saw an excellent spirit. Mm-hmm. So whatever he did, he did to a certain level. Yeah. So he was a prophet. He prayed three times a day. Mm-hmm. And when he came to giving advice, political advice, he gave the best, mm-hmm. you know, to such a degree that this new king says, well, I could kill everybody else. <laughs> Game of Thrones, though. <laughs> but I'm going to keep Daniel, mm-hmm. you know. So Daniel's come from another k- empire. He'll carry on in a new one. So it's like a regime change. And the next guy says, I like this guy because he has an excellent spirit. So here is something about the spirit of God in Daniel that's sort of showing he's above, a bit of a cut above the rest of the people. Yeah. And that's the opportunity for Christians often is we, we often struggle because we're, we're playing. I think she put it right. We're, we're, we're trying to match ourselves to the world. Mm-hmm. Yet deep down we have we carry an excellent spirit. Mm. And so the world must be able to recognize that excellent spirit. Notice that, hey, there's something about this guy. And this is the same thing with Jesus. No matter who he's hanging out with, he doesn't seem to change. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He's still consistent. Mm-hmm. So he's sitting there with this adulterous woman, but when he speaks, yeah, it's it's not like whoa! I would love to just meet up with her later, have a coffee, <laughs> and let's see where it goes. Mm-hmm. But Jesus is still the same guy who came in on the scene and he was with the Pharisees in the synagogue. Mm-hmm. Still the same guy, and that consistency is what I think um, you know. And it's the same thing in Daniel. You'll find it's the same thing in Joseph. It's the same thing in Paul when he enters Mars Hill. Yeah. Like this is full of idols. It's a hall full of idols. And yet when he speaks, we hear the same sort of, wait a minute, there's something about Paul that everyone else is like, wait a minute, there's something different about you. Even when he quotes a secular poet of the time and he says, aren't we all of his offspring? He's quoting a poet that's not, it's not biblical. Mm. It's a poem he's read. It's not biblical. It's like entertainment of the day. But he's using it and he's grabbing it. It's like, hey, this is reflecting God. This is what I see. I see God more. Than I see anything else. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. This kid. <laughs> yeah, I can see you're, you're nodding a lot. So <laughs> I, I don't know what to add or <laughs> subtract from that. Um, I guess to speak on it, 
all these examples had uh, kind of what, what we were suggesting that they all to a standard and that's God's standard. And yeah, you measure yourself according to that regardless of what the world is saying or what the world is doing. Mm. If you're satisfying that standard, go ahead, watch what you're watching. If you're not, well, think twice. <laughs> I, I don't know if you can really add or subtract to that. I think we do, I don't know, we want to fit in. We want to be relevant. Yeah. That's true. This lie of relevance. We want to be relevant. Yeah. yeah. Uh, we want to not stick out too much, which is sort of contrary to Christians in general. Yeah. We want to be part of the crowd. We don't want to always be the guy who dampens the mood or whatever mm. it is. It's all weird social factors that that kind of push us to do this sort of stuff. Yeah. I think. Um, because if there were no one else in the world who cared about Game of Thrones, you probably wouldn't watch it. That's you wouldn't be so concerned to follow the next season if nobody cared. That's true, actually. You wouldn't. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's the people factor, I think, that just makes us Christians get weird <laughs> and start <laughs> doing things we shouldn't do. Yeah. But that, that actually brings us to, I, I think, another very important point, which is, is it wrong to want to fit in? Right. I, I know we talk about how as believers we should be different and well on, but the reality is that um, we want to follow fashion trends, right? We also want to get the latest this and the latest that. We, we want to be part of what's going on in culture and in, so- and in society. And so my question then is, how do we... Okay, firstly, is it actually wrong for us to do that, for us to desire that? Um, or... Can we do so in a in a I guess in a in a healthy way? Is it okay for for a Christian to well, want to go hang out where where other people are hanging out, right? Uh, is it okay for a Christian to also want to look cool? Like if I see Chris Brown rigging this dope top, and then I just happen to check it out online, and I'm like, hey, Chris Breezy was rocking this Adam. <laughs> mm-hmm. I think it'll look dope on me. Then I buy it. Then I then I buy the top. Uh, am I now looking to? Chris Breezy as my role model, I might just say, hey, this is a dope top. I also want to be part of what's going on. Chris you Breezy. Right? <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, it's just, yeah, I think because these are some of the questions that I think we need to, to also address to say, wh- where do we draw the line? Okay. Or should we just be like, no, wear a plain white t-shirt <laughs> and jeans. <laughs> I'll put a suggestion. Two suggestions. Let me put two statements to that and I guess people will continue to discuss that. But, um, on following trends, I don't think it's a bad thing to follow trends. It's not inherently bad. As long as what we pointed out is bringing glory to Christ. So if the trend is white t-shirts, I, it doesn't mean I shouldn't wear white t-shirts because everybody's trending white t-shirts. It's not doing harm. Mm-hmm. It may literally just be nothing. Maybe Chris Breezy's t-shirt says nothing. It's just a t-shirt with a the ripped yeah. item, right? I, I don't know. I don't know. But also, then maybe as a, as to add to that, um, there was the example of, of Jesus with, with uh, this adulterous woman, which was, I guess, by standards of the day, defiling him. Mm-hmm. Uh, but that standard was according to the people watching him. That mm-hmm. wasn't the standard according to God. Because mm. God wouldn't have let him go there if it really was defiling him. Yeah. He, he needed him there. Mm-hmm. So, some things to, to speak on your being in places which are otherwise maybe you're inferring they're bad places. 
Yeah, if you know they're bad places, maybe you shouldn't be there. But if it's okay in your spirit, and that spirit is aligned to what God is saying, then that becomes a whole different debate. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think I think we as Christians also take it too far. Like we so we want so badly to just like skate on by. Don't look at me. I'm just you know, I'm cool. I'm like you. You know, I have the latest thing, and we just we take it too far. I think mm-hmm. with that because the whole Hollywood culture has crept in so sneakily into our way of life. Yeah, mm-hmm. I watched this other show on because here I am thinking it's Christian. Okay, so <laughs> Pastors of LA. Mm-hmm. Crazy, oh, yeah. crazy, crazy mm-hmm. town. Like some of the stuff that I was seeing, I'm like, this is a pastor of a mega church who is living with an un, you know, with yeah. a woman and they're not married. This is a pastor of, you know, this church. And I think that you know <laughs> And it's just it's crazy town how we just we take it so far and we uh, we we so badly want to adopt. I even heard actually on one of those shows that one guy was a musician and he's just like, you know, people of the world don't listen to Christian music because it doesn't sound like their music. You know, and I just don't think that we have to sound like them at all. Yeah. I think we should just be like China and like close <laughs> our borders. Close our borders. <laughs> oh my god. You know, if you want to consume our culture, you can. You can come. But we won't you know, it's not for you. It, you know. You're not our market. Yeah. <laughs> You're not our market. <laughs> Maybe so we like don't that. want to, to like actually that. do the sacrifice of being alienated. Yeah. Anymore. But but you know you know what? It's it's like for me music. Who's the owner of music? And you see, this is a I think a heresy we need to deal with. The devil does not create music. He has no capacity in and of himself to create. So who's the author of the chord? Mm-hmm. It's Jesus. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He owns it. And so the problem, I think, for Christians, which is, I think, a heresy in, in, in the church, which is the secular sacred divide, mm-hmm. is to look at music and think, my goodness, that's the devil's thing. Yeah. My goodness. Look at that. That guy is using light in a camera, which is (laughs) photography. Light. Who's the author of that? It's Jesus. So we look at these, all these devices, and they become secular things that are evil. Yet, what I would say to us, uh, I think from Romans, is do not conform. Romans 12, I think. Do not conform to the patterns of this world. What that's saying is, hey, listen, you know what? It's all about your mind and your heart. Deep down, where is your heart? Who does your heart belong to? Mm. And who does your mind belong to? Love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your mind, and with all your soul. And that's where we start from, having Christ as our foundation. Yeah. Then we enter the world, and there's a camera. Grab the camera, use it. There's a chord. It could be rock music. It could mm. be rap. It could be anything. But it's yours to make use of for the glory of God, because it belongs to God. Chris Brown or whoever, at some point when they die, their souls and their spirits are going to answer to not the devil, but to God. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And for whatever he's done, however he's, whatever he's doing, Lady Gaga or whoever, they will all answer to some point, at some point to God. Yeah. And so for me, that teaches me that who's the, who's the author of it all? Okay. It's God. Yeah. And the challenge mm-hmm. for us, you see, the challenge for us is now to step out and ask ourselves, so what's someone else doing with what God's given us? Yeah. Yeah. You see, and there's some who are abusing it, 
but the challenge for the believer is not always to turn away from film, you yeah. see, or, or restrict film to I need to I need to talk about Jesus. Yeah. Why not talk about love? Is there anything wrong with beauty? Is there anything wrong? You know, uh, uh, what am I tossing here? <laughs> what am I throwing at us as a, for discussion points? Is what does God own and what does the devil own? But see, I'm okay. throwing a span. Uh, okay, <clears throat> I have a problem with that, right? Yeah. Because like, okay, this is my question. Mm. Um, you guys did the podcast not too long ago where you're talking about alcohol, and. Anyone can argue that alcohol in moderation is good because inherently all the ingredients were created by God. But mm. then that same person can go and say, I'm going to smoke weed because you know what? It's natural. I was and exactly God, thinking God, that. God, God created weed, yo! And so, like, that's my question is actually, that, you know, in as much as... Oh, I, I know that Paul says, Paul says it. He says that all things are permissible, but not all things are beneficial. Mm. But that could be used... For every single thing, for cocaine, for a yeah. little bit of murder, I can, you know, watch a little bit of porn as long as it's just in moderation because God created human and God created sex and God yeah. created the ingredients that are in yeah. cocaine. So, you know, I don't know if that, I don't know. So it's a risky, it's a risky thing. Yeah. But what it does for you is then, I, I think there's, there's a phrase that says, Coram Deo, everything is before the face of God. That's mm -hmm. what it means, is mm -hmm. that everything so from from your sinner who's ultra in the brothel somewhere <coughs> or in the club somewhere to the guy who's up there in the mountain praying all of them are before the face of god mm -hmm. and for me that then puts me in a situation where everything is answerable to him so the issue now is okay i'm doing this in moderation you're still before the face of god and ultimately you're answerable so what i'm just saying is that you're answerable for that so-called moderation consuming cocaine mm -hmm. because what is it doing for you is it, it again i always go back to is it glorifying god is mm -hmm. it is it bringing glory is it testifying of god's goodness mm -hmm. in your life and therefore so when i sit down with someone who's saying oh i'm doing cocaine in moderation <laughs> the big question is oh okay <laughs> great yeah so great so so what does that mean for your christian walk you know where's that taking you you know what journey is it taking you on if they can tell me that it's led me so close to god and i've <laughs> entered into the realms of heaven i've met jesus like, some of them will tell you Probably they won't. <laughs> but you know what I mean. I was with Jesus last night. Last night, right? But, but deep down, because our worldview is challenged by a lot of what we see mm -hmm. and not necessarily by by heart and mind, which yeah. is, you know, this is why, why Paul says, be ye, you know, be, do not conform to the patterns. Mm -hmm. So don't be influenced by what someone deems a good thing, right. yeah. see, which is the pattern of the world. Is they draw a pattern for you and they're like, oh, you can do... You can do this, you can be a bit of this and a bit of that and a bit of that. But be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind. So mind renewal is down to what is the truth telling you? You know, what is Jesus? What does scripture say about this? And you were so right. This is the fruit of the spirit. This is the fruit of the world. We can clearly identify. Yeah. Is this bearing fruit? Is it giving you more kindness? Mm. Is it making you love more? You know, is it bearing fruit? Are you becoming more Christ-like? If so, but I would question that. But that's what I would, I would put up. And that's why I would say everything is before the face of God. And you're answerable for whatever action you're doing before Him. 
So it leaves you with no, but he's the author of it. So he'll call you to question. I gave you the gift of music. Mm. I gave you the gift to sing. And what were you singing? Oh, the devil is great. The devil is awesome. Satan, 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 <laughs> Satan. And suddenly God says, but I gave you that gift. And that gift never glorified me. Yeah. yeah I like that. <laughs> I think we're, we're responsible. At the end of yeah. the day, we're mm. responsible because you are going to die alone. Sorry, yeah. Yeah. it sounds harsh, <laughs> but you're going to be judged entirely by the way you put it was fantastic. You'll yeah. be judged by yourself. Yeah. So maybe the example of cocaine may be harsh, but we could also say God gave us mountains. Mm. So if you some push someone off it, that's you. But the mountain itself was fine. It was okay. It was a beautiful mountain. Mm. Right. You just push someone off it. So you're going to be answerable for that. Or if you went rock climbing with your family, you're answerable for that too. So... Mm -hmm. Responsibility at the end of the day, it's all presented to us. What does it bring to both uh, life and death? You've got it all. Yeah. You just pick one. Yeah. And when you die, you just have to account for it. That's simple. And I think it actually, that, that, that's really good, Biscuit. And um, what I wanted to say was, okay, come back, come back, come back. Yes. You, <laughs> um, you spoke about the renewal of the mind. And I think one of the reasons why we even find ourselves where we are as Christians today is because we've really neglected one of the most essential um, mm. elements of our Christianity, which is thinking, right? We, yeah. we don't really engage yeah. with ideas anymore, with, you know, we, we don't question stuff anymore. Mm. And yet you find that the people, like the characters that you cited earlier, people like Joseph, Daniel, Paul, these were some of the most um, intellectual, if I can call it that, uh, people in their time. They knew what was going on. They knew where the culture was at. They knew some of the things that were happening within the culture that were against God. And I think as Christians, we're now very um, passive and we just, we just don't want to engage with things like that anymore. Where we stop and think, hey, hold up, hold up, hold up. What is this movie actually saying? What mm. what ideas yes. are they yes. are they, uh, tr are they trying to push here? You know what I'm trying to say. Mm. Um, even when you listen to a song, that oh, this is a nice song, but what exactly is this person saying? Mm. We, we don't do that anymore, and because we don't question things anymore, we just kind of let it go because it's not cool to question. It's mm. not cool to, um, to to be that kind of person. Yeah. So I think there's also need for us as Christians to to really start engaging. I love I love C.S. Lewis. I yeah. read a lot of C.S. Lewis, yeah, yeah. and you know a lot of the stuff that, <laughs> that 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 he writes is just like wow, because this guy was just amazing mm -hmm. and so clear in in his thoughts and in the ideas that um, he was challenging and some of the things that he was saying. So I think that that's also something we need, even as we mm. address this whole issue of entertainment and whatnot, whatnot, because it gets blurry <laughs> because we're just not engaging. We mm. just kind of want to go with the flow. So I think that's another important yeah. aspect. Yeah. Yeah. And probably if we're thinking that God is disengaged, you see. So that's what the secular yeah. sacred thing mm. does. Is it says yeah. God's disengaged from the secular. That's so good. he's mm -hmm. looking there and he's like, oh, leave these guys. Yet Jesus enters the secular and he, he pulls people <coughs> and says, yeah, remember you're holy. Go and sin no more. So yeah. he wins over the adulterous woman by saying, listen, no one's here to condemn you. Neither do I. So go and sin no more. You're sacred. You're sacred before God. Again, so restoring the sense of um, even culture. Yeah. So every culture has its origins somewhere at some point in God. And this is what Romans 1 helps us. It says they exchange the truth of God for a lie. Yeah. So God gives culture to the Japanese. God gives culture to the Shonas. 
and at some point we exchange truth you know because oh, wow. cu- culture is really cultivation what you're cultivating mm. in your life so we exchange truth we're like we don't want truth anymore uh, let's go with a lie you know and so somewhere somewhere uh, somehow we exchange yet God's not disengaged God's very engaged in culture um, <laughs> very engaged that's good it's his thing uh, you know the nations belong to him so when we when you go to heaven you won't you won't be you, you'll be able to see a shona person because he saves the nations so a shona person will go and he'll present himself a japanese person and they'll look like jesus it's a weird mystery <laughs> but at the same time i'm sure you'll be able to recognize that's a japanese guy so if you didn't like shona you're gonna speak it in heaven <laughs> learn it now <laughs> so, so so god's very engaged in culture um the question for us is can we engage with him that's good you know do we engage with him in culture. Hashtag radiant culture. Okay, so... <laughs> um, I wasn't pitching the brand. The brand place. We're just going to take that sound bite and make it a intro. Yeah. <laughs> um, no, I have another question in terms of perhaps in line with engaging culture because we can't deny that we have a desire to... to um, okay, guys. We can't always be reading our word, obviously, because we're in this world, but... We need to make money and then we also need to rest and we also have these other physiological needs that need to be taken care of, right? Mm-hmm. Of which... Um, Desires. Okay, fine. And of which pleasure is one. Like, we can't deny it. Mm-hmm. So we watch these shows and these movies because we derive pleasure from them. Therefore, I'm asking, what do we then substitute that with if we're saying, you know, like the list you read, if it's got slander, if it's got bearing false witness if it's got immorality if it's like that just removes the whole of DSTV <laughs> eh, am I allowed to say that anyway <laughs> it's a super sport even super sport so what are we then doing for entertainment Watch because up, yeah. I'm sorry there's very little out there in terms of Christian entertainment that is of a high quality if yeah. I can say that because TBN is a bore I wasn't saying that <laughs> but yeah I mean like the only good Christian movie that I've seen recently is Hexel Ridge, which it had a lot of violence. But anyway, um, yeah, but nothing really comes close to that. And maybe Passion of the Christ, but I can't watch that every what? weekend. What? Passion. Passion yeah. of the Christ. Ish, that's too deep, bro. Yeah, but I'm saying you can't watch it every weekend. Like, that is, what's the alternative if I want to have just a time when I'm just relaxing and I'm not, you know, in the Holy of Holies. I'm just <laughs> chilling. Um... So, I mean, yeah. you want to... Well, I was going to say, you know, I was thinking about it on my way here. Like, is entertainment inherently necessary? Or is it just something that we like to do? Do we need it or do we want it? Mm-hmm. You know, like, I was just kind of thinking that. Is, is it something that we genuinely... And then I thought about like Paul, like how did Paul entertain himself, or like how did how did drafts, <laughs> you know, how how did you know? It's such a yeah, it's a that's the question I kind of asked was it is entertainment actually necessary? Do we need to have that where we have you know our minds idle or whatever? But also on the other hand, is I also think that we as Christians are doing ourselves at the service by not creating more content hmm. we we genuinely like we genuinely are just the christian movies are whack like most of them that i've seen are no no they are terrible they are terrible and 
you know, even Tyler Perry is being seen as a Christian filmmaker, and that's just crazy because that guy cross dresses. But you know what I mean? Like, we as Christians are doing ourselves a disservice by not creating more content. And perhaps, and I think we are the answer to that question. I mean, radiant culture is great in and of itself because it creates content that people can consume. Um, but I think, you know, in as much as we want to, we were talking about watching or even playing games like video games as well. It takes you out of your reality into sort of another world. Mm -hmm. I think we should be very careful with that. I think we should be very, very careful because we need to be aware of what we're doing at any given time. We need to be aware of what we're thinking and how whatever we're consuming is affecting our lives. Mm -hmm. So we need to be so careful with our downtime and be intentional about our downtime. Like That's good. Yeah, I think that's... That's what I would say to that. Um, can I add to that? I think uh, we should also remember that our tastes aren't accidental. Um, yeah. To speak on what we said, our taste in entertainment, or even the desire for entertainment itself, mm. was nurtured. Mm. You didn't need it when you were a baby. And certainly before TV was invented, they were doing other things. Yeah. So our current um, choices have have been our choice we we created that desire so when we're asked to renew our mind i think it's in everything mm -hmm. to even change the kind of things that you like and it's not a one-day thing it, it does take For some sure. time mm -hmm. yeah. um i used to listen to all music i've never been a music officiate or whatever but there was a point when i said look i can't listen to music that's telling me to do things that are contrary to what i say i profess so most of my music is just Christian music. Yes, it may annoy people. Uh, it is Christian um, rap music, yes. But it's all t it's telling me things I like is to that hear. Like, it's is telling that like me, all your music? Okay, fine. You know, it's pretty much <laughs> all my music. It's, if it's not that, it's music that doesn't even have words. It's just background stuff. Yeah. Because I changed my tastes. So That's good. Um, it's it's like smoking. That's an acquired thing. You're not born yeah. a smoker. You kind of at some point in time let your tastes be defined by that. So with entertainment, yes, I totally agree. A lot of Christian movies are just just not up to par. Mm. But even that up to par, you can question and say, by what standard? Or what are we calling the par itself? Mm. Yeah. And maybe we've just accustomed ourselves to two hours of gratuitous violence and now sure. anything that's not that is just not <laughs> gonna hit that spot say, that's a good point whatever so. biscuit watches sure teaches him some hectic vocab that's okay but guys there's then the other extreme right because there's other churches and other whatever believers who are still Christian, but then at their churches they're taught you do not own a TV in your home, you don't cut your hair, you don't have jewelry, you don't have earrings. Women wear long skirts, like that is one particular. Yes. <laughs> so, so is that where we where we should mm. head to? Mm -mm. Because there's very little good stuff, like we've just established. There's very little good out there for us to consume. I, I still want to look nice, <laughs> but you know, it's 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 you, you know when you think of Paul in Philippians, it says. Think of those things that are lovely, that are beautiful. Mm -hmm. Think on those things. Mm. And 
the one thing we we're missing is that there's so much beauty still in the world uh, there's so much beauty still and the two big words I'll share um, that are theological but they reflect the nature of God in two different ways one is that he's transcendent mm-hmm. which sort of speaks of him being above all things surpassing all things and the other one is 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 imminent which means that he remains within creation so when you read like Romans 120 it says you know creation is displaying the invisible attributes of God mm-hmm. so that no man will so that man will be without excuse so that always leaves me with the sense that we we miss God mm. in creation we we see the transcendent God and we're like wow mm. and yet God you know the trees clap their hands you know there there's all these things that God has presented to us that will bring us pleasure like you go out you go camping and you sit there there's there's joy being in the outdoors watching the stars there's pleasure in that that's so really, recreation really is is a creation of God he's created all these beautiful things so that we can we can enjoy them you know so so <laughs> i'm trying to think of all of these things that we can use to entertain ourselves mm. which again i think tino put it right in in such a good way that we change our tastes so what am i really saying is that there's a remaining aspect of god within creation what we're seeing is a lot of the corrupted nature and that's mm. what we're getting used to seeing yeah uh, and maybe we need to remove those glasses and say god where are you in creation mm. Um, and I'm thinking of this guy called Francis Schaeffer, similar to C.S. Lewis. Mm. Yeah. And the title of his book is The God Who Is There. And uh, we look at it and we look at that title. One thing to look at is he's here. He's yeah. here somewhere in creation, in music. You know, and I'm tempted to talk about you too. Um, you know, I watched a, vi- a clip of you too, and they were, they were performing, and then suddenly they've got this worship song Yahweh, yeah, and they start singing it, and I don't think anyone realize most people realize what they were singing. They're just yeah, 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 they're going yeah, 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 and I'm sitting there thinking these guys are being led in worship, and they've come to a YouTube <laughs> show, you know, uh, they've come to a YouTube show, and suddenly you two have their one signing off song, which is Yahweh. and you're like mm very interesting yeah. i'll leave it there yeah. um very interesting that in many ways we need to find our we need to find god mm. operating yeah. in and and some of the most secular people as well yeah yeah who we think have no idea of god yeah. good book to read will be mere christianity by oh, c s yeah. lewis mm. really good, which really will guide you and guide all of us in seeing that hey you know what the god's there somewhere yeah. i need to yeah. find him and there i'll find my deep pleasure Yeah. And I think like even as Christians we Christianize a lot of these things like yeah. entertainment but if you read most business principles of secular business people they don't watch TV. So like if they have the revelation that this thing is not edifying me at all mm-hmm. but we are still mm-hmm. fighting you know to you know watch this stuff like then you yeah. got to really then ask yourself yeah, okay yeah, really get a grace and not to me. But I mean even I mean okay this whole concept of illuminati I don't know if they exist I don't know but why can't they be a christian body influencing culture just like what you were saying about you too you know why can't christians come together and say you know what we're not going to stand for that we're going to infiltrate culture as well and we're going to push our ideas and our things as opposed to just letting you know the illuminati you know <laughs> 
tell us what to do. Hmm. I, I would personally want to be in the Illuminati, the Christian <laughs> Illuminati. <laughs> like a secret Putting society. Yeah. Well, you are actually. I'm, I'm in it? Yes, we yes. all are. We're witnesses of his faith. So. Oh, there we go. Yeah. <laughs> Okay, you know what? I, I'm really loving where this is going, <laughs> but unfortunately, we we have to we have to come to a close no. um, because because our time our time is up. So yeah, I mean we've we've discussed a lot of things. We've looked at this topic. We've sliced it and diced it and looked at it from a lot of, a lot of angles. And basically, we need to involve God in our entertainment consumption. He's not. Yeah, just like with the whole purity thing and our sexual <laughs> purity, we need to involve him. So in our entertainment consumption, we need to involve him. I was reading Matthew 6, mm-hmm. verse 22, that says, The eye is the lamp of the body. If your eyes are healthy, your whole body will be full of light. But if your eyes are unhealthy, your whole body will be full of darkness. Whoa. <laughs> if then the light within you is darkness, how great is that darkness? So yeah, it got me thinking that, man, the stuff that, we see like you become what you behold so if Mm -hmm. your eyes are (laughs) beholding darkness Mm -hmm. and like we said she gave us the list if it's got slander if it's got sexual immorality if it's got things that our conscience will tell us is bad it's bringing darkness into us yeah and we can't deny it i mean it's it becomes obvious later on maybe when we start to change the way we behave but yeah i just urge us all to make sure that whatever you partake in you know that it's bringing in light into you, light and life. Uh, if you do have comments and contributions to this topic, we would love to hear them. Please reach us, uh, find us on Facebook, Radiant Culture, or on Twitter at Radiant Culture, or send us an email. We've been getting emails, actually. It's pretty cool. Um, radiant at the hub.co.zw. We would love to hear from you. We want to know what you think of the show, if it's helping you, if you think... Our theology is wacky. Tell us. <laughs> and yeah, we'll be sure to respond to you. So yeah, my name is T-Mac. And I'm Cookie Monster. Peace and love. It's hot. It's fresh. It's uncut. Hashtag Real Talk on the Radiant Culture Podcast.